0: John chapter 10 is where we are, John 10. Would you turn there with me? John chapter 10. I'm going to read some scripture, set the precedent for the day. I kind of wanted to, as I was kind of thinking last Sunday, Monday, I was thinking, okay, I wanted to kind of talk about what I've learned over 30 years of ministry. This is my 30th year in ministry, and I'm thinking, wow, didn't think it would go that quick. Um, 30 years, I thought I'd kind of get some bullet points and tell you what I've learned throughout 30 years of ministry, but the Holy Spirit said, No. That was nice. That was a nice thought, James. But um, this is what I want to talk about today. So um, we're going to be looking at John 10. We're going to talk about being abandoned. We're going to talk about Psalm 22, 23, and 24. Grab a few nuggets from those Psalms. And then we're going to have a little quick little story. And then we're going to see what the Lord has for us today. I always end with David. I love David. He's so great, isn't he? John 10. I'm going to read this. Just set the precedent for the day. John 10 verse 1 says this, I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. You ever done that? Read the Bible and go, I have no clue what he just said, right? You go, I have no clue. (laughs) Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. And by the way, we're all sheep where we're headed today, right? We're all sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have life and have it to the fullest. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep, the hired hand is not the shepherd He owns who owns the sheep. So he, when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks in the flock and scatters it. That's what he does. He comes in, he scatters, and that way one or two kind of go off on the side, and then he attacks the one or two is what he tries to do. The man who runs away because he's a hired man hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Father, bless your word today. Father, be with us today. Help us to understand where we are and what we need to be doing and then who we are in you, Father, today. We give you praise. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name. We've been talking about conversations with God. And I don't know about you, but I always converse with the Father every day about everything. Um, we have a fun in the car sometimes, driving around. And I said, "Did you see that? Did you see that? Did, oh my gosh! Did she just say that?" And I just love talking with my Master and Savior, and He continues to talk with me. And this conversation today that we're going to turn to in Psalms 22, Psalm 23, and Psalm 24. I'm thinking I'll be done somewhere around 12:30, one o'clock, and then we'll eat, and then we'll then we'll catch a little nap, and then we'll go about our day. And um, no, we have to eat at eleven thirty, just so you know. So he'll be here. He's probably already sitting up in the other room. So if you start smelling something, please stay focused and uh, (laughs) stay focused. I know it's hard. So sheep. Let me kind of give you some tidbits about sheep, because I have all these notes. I'm not real sure. Lord, where do you want to go with all this? Sheep. Have little if no self-defense. They're stubborn. Not you. No. No. Just, just other sheep. Right. Yeah. They're helpless, timid, feeble. Um, their only recourse is to run. Some of y'all don't run very good either. Got it. Having the shepherd in the field with their sheep calms the sheep. Sheep that are hungry are looking for food, and they're not resting, so they're not content. And then they have these nasal flies, or bot flies, wobble flies, and ticks that drive them absolutely insane. They can't rest, so they stomp their feet, they shake their heads, and they even run into bushes to get rid of these flies. It's possible for a newborn lamb to reach 100 pounds in 100 days if they have good green pasture. If they don't get good water... They start drinking in different potholes and stagnant water where there are parasites, nematodes, and liver luke fluke eggs. Sounds wonderful, doesn't it? They're creatures of habit. So you're going to hear some words today in these psalms, and you're going to start thinking about the New Testament, and you're going to start thinking, oh, that's Jesus. Well, yes, but you got to realize who said these words first and then someone used them later. Of course, they were words given, carried along by the Holy Spirit, and inspired and written in Scripture. We know that. But the backdrop of this is, we're all sheep. So here's David. David, remember David in Goliath? Yeah. He took out that gigantic guy with that little stone as he swung it around. He grows up. And... He's now running in the desert. Okay, I don't mind running. I don't like it, but I'll run if I have to. But running in the desert. And he is running away from the king. King Saul wants to take him out. So there in 1 Samuel, the king is hunting him down. And in 1 Samuel 23 and 26, it says this. 1 Samuel twenty-three twenty-six. it says... Saul was going along one side of the mountain, and David and his men were on the other, hurrying to get away from Saul. Do you get the picture? In the desert of Moen, and and Saul's on one side, here's the mountain, David's on the other. I mean, they're right on their tail. David is running from... He has 400 men, he may be 600 by now. He's running away from King Saul, and he is on the move. And it says there hurrying to get away from Saul. And Saul and his forces were closing in on David and his men to capture them. Now look at the very first two verses of Psalm 22. This is the backdrop. He's been running from Saul, running from Saul, running from Saul. He hides in caves. He stays underneath the stars at night. I like to have a roof over my head. How about you? I love it. But he's out there with the stars. And then hiding in caves. Where it's moist, weird noises. And David cries this out. Have you ever had a conversation with God and it went like this? It went like this. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Or is it just me? I know your life is going along, right? Life and life more abundant. You're like, John 10:10, 10, 10, I got that one. Things are good on my side of the tracks. Well, my life hasn't always been so good, and I'm crying out to God, my God, why are you so far from saving me? Doesn't he always feel like he's kind of far away? You holler out, and he doesn't answer. You're in a desperate situation. The Lord showed me this week, he showed me sheep that were on their backs, with their feet in the air, and they're frailing. You know how they get that way, right? Well, especially the pregnant ones. Now, I remember when the wife was pregnant, right? She would lay down in the bed, she trying to get up. I mean, about that seventh, eighth month, it gets tough. She's just trying to get the crackers right on the side of it, just to, just to, get, over the, just to get over that. Oh, I, don't, I don't understand that. I don't. I'm sure you understand, ladies, on what that all, all is about. You know, you feel a nauseated thing, whatever's going on. But a sheep that has had too much to eat or that is very um, heavy, they, they find a place in the grass, in the ground, where it's kind of like a little divot, and it's just like our little dog, April. She'll roll around and she'll turn and turn. I'm like, are you ever going to lay down? And she turns and turns and turns, and she lays down. Well, the sheep... Why do dogs do that? I don't know. Is, there any, is, there any, is it always clockwise, too? I don't know. That's really weird. Anyway, so the sheep lays down, and then it kind of just stretches a little bit, just a little bit, and then their center of gravity gives way, and now they're up like this, and they can't get up. No, they can't get up. They're cast down. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Can't get up. Now the buzzards are circling. You look off the side and there's a coyote. Right? Because the enemy comes to steal, they kill and destroy. All the rest of the sheep went on. They're just all moseying along. Well, there's Tom. Good luck, Tom. (laughs) Matt. Right? That's what we do in the church, right? Ah, good luck, Tom. Ah. We're stubborn. We don't know. We're looking for food. So, David's all by himself. Well, he has these 400 guys with him. They're not much help. They're thieves and robbers and thugs. They are. Can you imagine? So he's crying out to God. Verse 2 says this, "My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night I find no rest. He is dying for an answer. Some of you have been dying for an answer to a prayer for years. You've been seeking God. You've been asking God. You've been pleading and begging the Father. The good thing is, the shepherd, if I'm reading correctly, he's always by your side. He may be quiet. He may be kind of turned to the side, but he's always right there. I can't remember which child it was, but years ago, we went to Kroger. And we were going down the aisles, and uh, probably James Ryan. He got mesmerized by Captain Crunch or something. He was like, that special prize inside. He was like, oh my gosh. So I, I thought, I was going down, I was shopping, and I was all the way in the aisle, and I thought, I'm going to play a trick on him. I'm going to just turn the corner and then see what happens when he turns around and realizes dad's not there, right? So maybe it was Chad. I don't know. Are you mesmerized? So anyway, so. I kind of peeked around the corner, and and, the, and you ever seen your child? All of a sudden, he's like, right? <gasps> Don't do it to your kids. That's not a good, that's not a good, that's not good. Putting fear in your kids, not good. He, he was, he thought he had, lo- he, he didn't know where to go, what to do. So, finally, I like, said, hey, oh, yeah. Hey, dad! You know, like everything's okay. Yeah, right, whatever. I saw you, man. I saw you panicking. You were in panic mode, dude. Why do we get so panic mode? David's panicking. Saul is on his tail. I mean, he's killed the lion, he's killed the bear, right? He knows in who he trusts. But we go through seasons. So now he's in a cave and realize, if we read the whole Psalm 22, it's really lengthy. We're not going to do that. I wanted you to realize that David even cried out to God. He cried out just like I cry out. He cried out just like Jesus Christ cried out on the cross. Remember when Jesus said those very words on the cross? He was abandoned. Jesus was abandoned by his father. He was far off. He was forsaken, means to lose the grip that holds two people together, relinquishing responsibility, and he was personally destitute. Why am I so destitute? Why have you made me no attempt to save me? Why have you not listened to my groaning? Sound familiar? James chapter 1, verse 3 and 12 says, The testing of your faith develops perseverance. Blessed is the man who perseveres, but when he stood the test, he receives the crown of life. Maybe you're going through certain situations because the Lord, he's there. The Lord has something he wants for you to learn, and therefore, building perseverance, therefore, Trusting him, therefore, he can give you more to deal with to make you what, ready for his soon return. So David's crying out. He was saved because someone ran up to Saul and said, Saul, the Philistines are coming in. And Saul went, oh, my gosh. So he just ran off and shh, he got off pursuit. Isn't that how God is? God creates another little skirmish to get him out. Of him. David's fine. David just goes by his day. Oh, thank the Lord. Now we come to Psalm 23. Matter of fact, these three kind of go together, by the way. These three psalms are together. So in Psalm 23, we know that psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. You probably can quote it. I love this. He says... His rod and his staff, they comfort me. You see what he does. You may feel abandoned. You may feel like the Lord is not listening to your cry. But really, in all reality, he's really just right there. He wants you to learn. So how how do do I get turned back around so I can get back on my feet? You can't do it by yourself. the shepherd has his rod and his staff, and as the sheep come back in, or as he's leading them, he goes and he starts to count them underneath the rod. One. There's two. And as they're coming through, he's running his hands through their wool to see if there's any kind of ticks or burrs. Or He's checking out the sheep. And if there's a problem of any sort, With that rod in his hand that he made as a kid, that forms perfectly to his hand, he chiseled it out, made a little different things to where when he threw it, it whistles. It can knock things out. It's protection, it's an extension of his right hand. So he's really protecting and checking. And then he counts them 99. I had 100. We sang about it today, didn't we? I never asked them what they're singing. I never, they were texting this week, I saw them. I'm not even gonna look. Because it always just didn't got good. So you're the one and you're frailing. And the shepherd's like, i got I've got one missing. He must be cast down. So he goes out and looks. He looks up and there's a buzzard. Thinking, okay, that might be a good place to start, right? Go to the buzzards. He finds the one sheep, and he grabs that sheep. And first off, he massages the legs. He gets the blood going again. You ever sat in a position where your legs all you get you can't right, right? Or does or my toe does this like you know right? you get the toe where it cramp you know. Anyway. See so a massage and you know, the like, get the blood going. Oh, and that sheep likes that. The shepherd's there. Oh, the sheep loves that. We like that, don't we? When Jesus, oh, when he's there and he's just like, oh, that's, oh, yeah, that's, oh, it feels so good. Yeah, that was, that's, good, that's good. We like those times, right? We like the Psalm 23. Oh, he restores my soul. I walk by those waters. Woo! Well, where was he back in Psalm 22? Well, now he's massaging that lamb and he kind of gets it on his feet and,
1: oh, it's all good.
0: Or he'll just grab it and carry it back to the flock. Well, then you got Psalm 24. Psalm 24. And it starts like this it says, The earth. Is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it, for he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Did you realize that you're only here for a few years and you're just a steward of what the Lord gives you? You just thought you owned your home. You just thought you owned that car. (laughs) You just thought you did. Because, you know, Cars get stolen every day. Houses burn down. They're burning pretty good in California. Can you imagine getting home and your home is gone? Wow. Where's God in all that? Right? I mean, right? The earth is the Lord's. We have to realize something. We have to realize that he's given us life, that he is the shepherd. He wants his sheep to listen to his voice. And even me and Greg were talking this morning. We always, every time we stop and sit down for something, he goes, you know, he goes, what I've noticed, the Lord didn't really, he's speaking all the time, and I really don't ever hear him until I finally just sit down and listen. I go, ding, 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 you got it. You see, cause all of us here, we've had kids or have kids or are gonna have kids or now we have grandbabies. I'm in a different phase now. And man, they they're they're constant work. Right, Adrian? Kids are work, aren't they? Man, they work. Hey, they work. Off to soccer practice. One's got ball practice. Oh my gosh, I gotta go to this over here. I got this over there. Before You know it, you don't know it. it's 10 o'clock and back in bed. you got to get well, back up again. Here we go back to school. Oh my gosh, I think I'll get some groceries and I'll change the oil. right? Right? So when do you stop and listen to the shepherd? because the shepherd keeps talking. I always love that part where Mary's in the garden. she's looking for him. He's gone. She thinks this Jesus is a gardener. Just tell me where you put them, right? When Jesus raised from the dead, right? You know, you know that story, right? Because you stopped and listened and read, right? Okay. And so, anyway, so, and so tell me where. And he goes, Mary. As soon as he says, Mary, she realizes it's Jesus. So who may ascend the hill, of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Psalm 24, verse 4 and 3. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Oh, so do you wash your hands all the time? I'm going to heaven. Praise God. No. You're living righteous life. I get up today and I decide not to do what the world does. I decide. I decide that. Because the world's going a different direction, if you haven't noticed. I mean, maybe have you have. It kind of seems like it doesn't really line up with this. Is it just my thought? It's like the world's going this way, and the Word's going, they don't ever move. It's just straight on. He's the same yesterday. He, just, it don't, it doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't veer. It's almost like man kind of goes, ah, we all like sheep, going straight. Don't we? ha. <laughs> Ah, well, no wonder you're frailing. Ah, you're strained. Oh, I'm sorry. My God, my God. I think the Lord He massages you. Who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false, he will receive blessing from the Lord. You want to see? You want to be blessed? You want to be blessed? Do you wanna be blessed? You wanna be blessed? Then follow these rules. Follow this word. Follow it. It says I love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Yeah, but you don't know, my neighbor, loud music, funny smells. They, they they don't fix the fence. They 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 don't. They don't. They they won't. They're not gonna. No, they ain't gonna. They ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> we got something off us now where I want to work. We go, let's just to say, I ain't, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, so that's, our, that's our new motto for the year. We ain't going to do it. And then we just do it anyway. We do it. We ain't going to do it. Hmm. It has a question here in verse 8 in Psalm 24. It says, who is this king of glory? Who is this? We sang about it today. Who is this? Well, Paul finally figured it out. He's on that road to Damascus. Who are you, Lord? Right? You ever done that? Who are you? I mean, wouldn't you do that? You're blind now. Who are you? Can you imagine having your sight gone? Sometimes the Lord's got to do something to his sheep. He's got to beat him over the head every once in a while. (laughs) Hello, hello. He gets that staff. Bam, bam. Back in my day in school, they could spank you, man. They could, they could whoosh. Remember that? Not today. You better do right, boy. I'll call your mama. All right. How about that woman at the well? Did she know who this king of glory is? She was there. Jesus was, She was a Samaritan. Jesus talked to her anyway talking to her, and she goes, I know, I know, I know. When the Messiah comes, then I'll know all things. I I got it. I get it. I get it. When he comes, I'll know. (laughs) Jesus said, you're looking at him. I love that. But the best one of all who finally figured it out was King David. 2 Samuel chapter 6. Who is this king of glory? Who is this king of glory? 2 Samuel chapter 6. Now King David was told, the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and everything he has because of the ark of God. So David went down to bring up the ark from God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David. What is going on here? David figured out who this king of glory is because this Ark of the Covenant, which had the presence of Almighty God, which had the Ten Commandments, had Aaron's rod and the manna inside there, this Ark was stolen because it had like a good luck charm. They took it out to battle. The Philistines stole it. They got, and got all these tumors. Then all of a sudden these tumor guys over here in the Philistine cares they get rid of it. They put it on a cart, rolled back into territory, in the, in the Israelite territory. Now it's here. This house guy's name, Oldwood Edom. It's been there 20 years. And this house is the most blessed house in all of Israel, because the presence of the God is there. Because, see, when the presence of the God is there, when the presence is there, there's freedom. There's freedom. There's blessing. There's favor. So, David's like, we got to get that to the capital city. we got to bring that thing. Well, he had to figure some things out. He had a little issue there going on, moving it the first time, so he had to learn some He had to go back to the rule book. Oh, oh, that's how you transport it. Got it. Okay, so now they're carrying this ark. Back into the city. Okay, we need to get this. Sheep, we need to get this. Who is this king of glory? Who really is it? Yeah, I hear the answer already. That's always that sense going right? It's always Jesus. It is. it is. Who is this king of glory? To the city of David with rejoicing. When those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps, six, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's it. Six steps. What did they do? Every six steps, what did they do? They sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. And wearing a linen phard, David was dancing before the Lord with all. His might. We've lost our might. We've lost our gusto. We don't realize who we're serving. Who is this king of glory? Who is this? My God. He's right there. He loves you. Oh, he so loves you. That he would lay down his life. For his sheep. That's what he does. Well, David dancing for the Lord with all his might, when he and all Israel were bring up the ark of the Lord with shouts and sounds of trumpets, as the ark of the Lord was entering the city, verse 16. The daughter of Saul watched from a window, one of his wives. And when she saw David, he was leaping and dancing before the Lord and she despised him in her heart, but it says here he was leaping and he was dancing. Before the, I get a picture of King David coming down the streets of Jericho, I mean Jer- Jerusalem coming down the streets, and he's just, he's just jumping and he's just swaying. He's just ha- he's a, he has all his might worshiping the Lord. Would you stand with me today? All his might. Who is this King of glory? Who is this? He's Jesus. He's the Lamb of God. He's the Son of God. He's the great I Am.